Hello, good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, depending on which part of the world you are. Um, this is a series uh, of our podcast, and uh, it's my first ever podcast. Um, see how it goes. Yeah, your host is uh, Taku Mutefa, and um. I'm going to be talking mostly on my podcast as um, my topics would cover areas as uh, uh, sustainable development, uh, responsible travel, and uh, sustainable tourism in that area. Um, It's just I'm interested in those areas. I'm not an expert, but uh, I hope you enjoy my program. Um, first and foremost, I uh, take this opportunity to um, sort of pass my condolences to those that have lost uh, loved ones uh, due to COVID-19 and um, my prayers are with them. We hope for the best as we soldier on and we try and fight this uh, menace. Um, I will not talk about that um, in my podcast. I will try and uh, focus on the uh, topic at hand, um, but it is acknowledged. Um, right, my let's dip into the topic. Um, my interests basically are. Uh, in these areas I've highlighted. Um, I have a, a project I'm working on in Wange. Wange is a um, district in Zimbabwe, um, to the west of Zimbabwe in Africa, and uh, 40 kilometers from Victoria Falls, and it borders uh, next to Wange National Park, Park, which is um, the the uh, natural or reserve or the biggest uh, nature reserve in Zimbabwe, which has about uh, forty four thousand um, elephants in it, and um, lions number about five hundred. Uh, covers an area of fourteen thousand. 655 um, square kilometers. That's about half of uh, Belgium, or to be precise, almost uh, the size of Montenegro. So that makes it one of the biggest uh, nature reserves in Africa, or or one of the biggest um, nature reserves uh, in terms of um, the population of elephants in the world, yeah, forty-four thousand. Um, right, and um, that is of interest, and um, also uh, going westwards will be Victoria Falls, um, which is one of the uh, natural wonders of the world. And um, on next to that is not far is uh, Zambia, 
and we have also Namibia and uh, uh, Botswana all meeting up in the Caprif Strip there. And that is of interest in Angola on the far end of the Caprif Strip. Anyway, that is the geography of the area we're talking about. But in narrowing down um, to the subject matter is uh, I visited this area. Um, by the way, I'm Zimbabwean and um, from Marshallland and I grew up in Marshallland in the district of Wedza. And uh, at the age of 25, I left Zimbabwe due to several reasons, some of them economic and uh, political reasons, to move to the United Kingdom. Then about um, at the age of 25, I visited uh, Zimbabwe. And um, when I returned to Zimbabwe after my stay in the UK, I had an opportunity to go to Victoria Falls, which I had not visited um, when I lived in Zimbabwe. So um, that was my turning point on that visit. I had my family with me and um, I had an opportunity to not only see the mighty Victoria Falls and the Zambezi, I went to the surrounding villages um, around uh, Victoria Falls that took me to the village that I'll be talking about in, in this podcast, Lubangwe, uh, which is next about uh, 10 minutes drive from Matet River. So uh, I was sort of looking at, sort of settling there in Victoria Falls area and saying, well, at one point I should try and... Um, um develop uh, the way I think things should be done sort of what I've learned uh, in the UK I could uh, pass the skills and uh, try and sort of make a pilot project there about you know and I had all these ideas flying in my head but um, the ideas really um, were to um, develop a sustainable village, African village, um, in a way that it can be uh, able to attract people who are keen on tourism, on bird watching, and uh, visiting the Big Falls or the Wange National Park, but not staying in hotels, staying in the village. So my idea is to um, build sort of African perspective of of their home, you know, meeting the standards that can be able to attract not the status quo that is actually um, not attracting or not then benefiting from it. So... They, they were my ideas. But the poverty around Victoria Falls uh, area, Wangi area, really touched me to say with all this um, talk about Victoria Falls and the attraction it brings and all that, the money that is exchanged there and the tourists that come, real, the local people are not benefiting from it. But why? So it, it 
they really touched me and um i thought to myself it can be right that the actual people that live here don't benefit from um the natural resources around them and they are being blamed instead for poaching for putting snares and all these things but um being zimbabwean myself i got to understand and um know their problems their challenges and i thought to myself i probably can turn things around in a way that is um better it can be a pilot project it can be a sort of um a prototype but if it works it it should it should because i have an understanding of their needs and the problems so i looked around anyway right it's, let's go back to the back to the topic again i looked around for a place i said to the local villagers and elders right if they could accommodate me this is on my trip with family and they were not really interested in what i was sort of pursuing you know because it was out of the um the spheres or the the planned holiday you know i was going into villages and uh, doing all customary procedures and understanding and taking my family with me and that on its own um was uh, was not nice for the kids you know they didn't like that and um bringing groceries with people strangers they've never seen and you know but customary that is what is needs to be to happen so eventually i've managed to find people that could work welcome me in the ideas i was selling to them to say i i don't live in this country but i want to be part of you and uh, for me coming here i want to transform the way you things are done and we can share ideas and we we can come up with one good thing that we we can all cherish at the end and um bit hesitant because they were a bit hesitant on that because i am sure now you know um in the african context people live uh in villages according to tribal lines um they they have to be in the same um sort of uh cluster of uh, people that have uh the same line of sort of you know um you got to understand really the languages have to be the same languages and all that i was shown i could not speak the local uh, vernacular languages in the area which is uh, ndebele and uh, nambian and tonga um they seem to be the main languages around the area and i was not able to speak any of those and um, speak shona they could understand it but there is resistance to um people from outside i had to talk around over that that we've gone past the ages of um uh of um sort of um mm-hmm accepting people according to uh tribal lines but um, 
um, the issues in the village that probably was uh, an advantage to me is I go to the village where it's very close to the national park. Maybe would say about uh, uh, five to ten kilometers yeah, within the boundaries of uh, the national park. This is the communities around the the national park, um, which is half the size of Belgium. And the village has in um, about, uh, so I'll put it to about um, 70 households, maybe, 70 households. And in that, it would give you to about uh, maybe 100, 100 people in the village. Yes, not a very big population there. In, and um, they had problems with water, no water. The only borehole that was in the area uh, was rusty, and um, they were struggling. They're drinking brown water, dirty water, traveling for miles looking for water. And I did say to them, if they accept me in the village, I could uh, um, drill a bowl for them and to take it from there. The government, uh, as you probably know, Zimbabwe is going through a political and economic issues. They they were not looking into sort of those things, you know, they were not the priorities. So the government, central government was um, not looking into, they had more problems to sort out. But um, I said, well, this is the time. It's probably uh, you accept me and um, see what happens. And if you don't accept me, you still have the same problems. And other issues that we're facing were was a hunger, um, elephants were roaming around and were killing um, wild animals for food because they couldn't um, have anything for income and um, trapping animals, wild animals, snakes was probably a norm, you know, because lots of impalas around and... Um, that was kind of there's no jobs. School uh, was up to primary is up to primary school, grade seven, and after that nothing. The nearest school is uh, fifty miles away from the village, which is unbearable for them to go. But all sorts of problems. No any normal being would uh, um, sort of move into that area and live there. Not anybody so arid dry it rains three months a year and the water the rains just go and disappear so it has to be short seasoned crops and you could wild animals nearby the national parks that come in so you're facing two fronts so basically it's um poverty everywhere and um hunger um it's it's a, an area where not anybody would uh, um, want to settle. But I thought to myself, I don't want to be a farmer. And uh, this is not the, um, the pull factor for me. What I want is um, the location, the position, the geography, the, the people, and the, the needs, the challenge that I could try and see if I can address it's the driving factor for me so and it's the pulling factor for me not 
the farming bit of it because I'm not a farmer. And um happened to find somebody who was fed up with elephants coming in and eating and eating the crops and had nothing else to do and hunger and all that. And I said, well, I could uh, buy off your land and I could live there, you know. So I agreed with the elders and all that and uh, the protocols observed. And I said, I will begin the work. So, first and foremost, um, what I thought about is drilling of the borehole, which in an arid, arid area is very expensive because um, you got to have to drill deep into the uh, into the um, into the ground, and um, very we need expertise as well and um most of the expertise we normal uh average drilling depth is 40 meters but in that area it has to go more than that so i drilled like we'd find one um guy who was an expert in the area in arid uh zones and um did a drilling for me and cited and all that done and we had to get to about eight actually got 80 meters deep uh, to get enough water so that was a blessing I think it's like uh, winning a lottery when you hit water it's like hitting the euro euro millions uh, jackpot that's the feeling you get it was amazing yeah, amazing you know, the village is a People were clapping hands and some praying and, you know, I, it looked like a, a mini god or something like that. And I said, well, this is only the beginning. You, we, the Jedi head for us is, 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 um, is, is there for us to fight, you know. So we need to fight another day. And um, water is not the only, the only fight we have to to do so anyway the next thing was the solar pumping of it and we needed power so it's sustainable as i told you before i had to get power and that was done and uh as first and foremost um priority so water we got that at um, two horsepower um uh, submissible pump and it was good enough to get it up out out of the ground into a tank and the whole village could come and get water at any time, you know. And, um, you know, solar power is all limited to daytime. So during the day, that's only they could sort of come. So that's it. So from that point, um, they took me seriously that uh, I was there for, for, for a good cause. And um, going back to my uh, sort of objectives, uh, you probably might have um, sort of heard about the United Nations uh, Agenda for uh, Sustainable Development Goals, which they really talk about um, a stable functioning system where we we trying to eliminate uh, poverty so, and zero to hunger um good and uh, well-being of people communities and quality education clean water 
sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work, and um, economic growth. But um, to me, they have had several meetings, even in Vic Falls, talking about these things. But uh, they don't, it's all talk and, you know, textbook talk. In reality, they it's not doesn't happen. So my point is, you got to actually be practical rather than writing a list of all these um, sustainable um, development goals and one up to maybe seventeen or so that needs to be achieved, and yet uh, you waste a lot of money in hotel accommodation and uh, seminars and symposiums and whatever to to get that done. So. My trust and uh, belief was on uh, actual practical um, method of doing this because I see the problems that were happening prior to me coming there was um, poaching and uh, they didn't call, they don't go poaching it there. Poaching is also a term that I really don't like because they call it hunting. They, they go to live, they have nothing else to eat. So if you want to correct that, give them something to do. I did that. Exactly that. You know? So what I've done is I have to start building chalets. I asked for people that could help me do this. So uh, this I did build about uh, eight huts and a pavilion for for people to meet up and talk um so it's like a mini village you know so i did ask for everybody to come in to my help and uh told them i'm gonna employ anyone who's able to help me i have so much to be done and uh most and foremost is the permanent stuff i need it will be four at least but i'll highlight to you the um special guys that really came up and this is probably one in a million chance that you come across some people who are like that the human spirit and the resilience and the um the the motivation you get in the spirit you get in 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 people that are around the world you know some that you come across is 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 not anywhere to be compared. I met people that are just really nice. You can cry. I cry every day. I'll tell you one of guy who came to me when I told him I'm looking for people to work for me. This guy has been looking for work and um, as you know, just as a reminder, Zimbabwe has 80% or and above or 90% of unemployment. But this gentleman um, had unemployment rate is about above 80s. Yeah? And uh, this gentleman had uh, been looking for work to feed his family and he was struggling and he was being recommended to me and said well what what can you offer i know my friends have recommended you me you to me and uh, what have you done before and that uh, is a reference for for me to take you because i'm also a novice i need somebody who could just take on this project with little supervision he tells me that he hasn't had a 
or not been getting employed uh, for for him to offer me um, a reference for me to be able to employ him. But um, he can prove to me if he's given an opportunity. And um, he really needs to look after his family. And if you, if I can give him a chance, he can. And he, he told me uh, that he can do anything if he's taught. And I asked him, what else have you done? You know, he says, I've built my own house. And I said, well, that's my own heart, actually. So I said, well, that is good enough. Because... I'm here to give you opportunities. So you got to be able to uh, um, to benefit at least. So it's part of my what what is bringing me here. And the other guy um, never been. So I asked him. So um, this job in, in, in requires you to be looking at inventory, materials coming in and stuff, and counting. Have you done? That and the evidence before he says no, he can't read, he can't write. He, God, I said, What have I put myself into here? My goodness, he can't speak Shona, he can't speak English. I'm only a Shona speaker and an English speaker. He's Debele, and he can't speak another language other than Debele. So that puts me in a very awkward position. Was I was looking for uh, somebody who's good to go and who could take instructions and work uh, with a little supervision because I'm not gonna be around. I'm gonna be abroad, outside in the outside the country, and yeah, that happens as well with the second person who comes in and he tells me he's he can read and write, but is quite good in the gardens and but the well recommended in references you know but in life I could think you know that sometimes it's not the formal education that really matters sometimes you could give people opportunities they have had missed opportunities. I did ask them to say, how come you can't read and write in, there, in your adulthood, yeah, in your 30s and so on? How come, how is this possible? You know, they all showed me sad faces and almost crying and, you know, but I, I sort of didn't want to go further to find out why. Why on earth in this country prides itself as having a 80% literacy? You know, um, I, it's, it's, you know, it does hit you so hard. And I thought much myself, okay, life sometimes can be like that. But um, from my background myself, I, I had a kind of a terrible background. I said to myself, it could be me in this sort of reflection, you know. So... I can't deny them an opportunity to shine if they've told me they can't get jobs elsewhere because of they haven't got qualifications. And what is qualifications to me? I've known people with PhDs that are doing rubbish things and um, people who have masters and uh, agronomists who can grow anything. 
you know, I've known anything. But anyway, to to cut the whole story sort of short and summarize it, um, I gave one of these guys um, a job to say, okay, your job is to do the landscaping and the building of this place you're talking about. I've not seen anything like that before and ever. And I would want anybody else to meet these guys. You would cry your heart out. This guy who had never had a gainfully employed, I showed him pictures of uh, things that I was um, dreaming about and the kind of uh, landscaping I wanted. Showed him Chelsea gardens and anything to him. Does a piece of cake. You he's you would look at a Chelsea garden picture and emulate exactly as it is. His stonework is second to none. His flower arranging everything. So you could he says I don't if you give me a plan or if you give me a copy to, or to take off a Boeing 747, I could do it. I thought you must be mad. Talking, you're talking trash. But I, I can't retrieve that statement. I shouldn't judge people because they're not been to formal school or anything like that. I shouldn't, you should never ever judge anybody because they've never been taught. Anyone can be gifted in anything. Once you're taught or you're shown how to do it, you can do it. You can do it. And this is a true example. Chelsea Garden Show. They can replicate it. Exactly. Looking at it, a picture. This is not with the language that I'll be talking to. Just a picture. And they say, we work on it. Exactly. They work on it. Talking of ponds, they could do that and lilies, everything. You could grow every every plant and every acacia, every tree. We have grown aloe veras and everything. We've grown from seeds. That would have costed a lot of money to buy um, a plant to, to to plant there. It would be lots of lots of money. They say they'll grow them themselves. From seeds. And they've been able to take advantage of eBay and buy plants from all over the world, acacias, um, aloe vera, different types of aloe veras. And um, because we want to thrive, sort of um, proud, of, we are proud of ourselves of having the, the, um, the, uh, all the acacias on one side is probably the only place in Zimbabwe where you find any type of acacia in the world, all in one place. And we have done that from seed, thanks to these guys. So we have we have done that. So the local village, uh, every man and um, every able-bodied guy. He's been able to get something to do. We've been digging a dam 50 by 50 meters, uh, one meter deep. Uh, that's fairly big on the hard ground with the rocks. And they've been using shovels, picks, you name it. 
no diggers nothing nothing or manual labor so by so doing that it has been able the plan has been able to take all these guys the all able bodied guys away from from thinking about uh, poaching or from they call it poaching let's not call it they call it hunting there it's the wrong word they say it's hunting because these impalas come around them you know so they just hunt and kill and feed their families but if you give them money and you empower them they're able to have money to go to the shop and buy food and that takes them away from from that so i always that's why most people that are in conservation don't uh like me because of um the way i tell them that you don't correct a problem like see see, see so the lion dies and the whole world cries and moans and donates money and all that and all that millions and millions of money of money is fly, flying around in 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 sort of um memory of Cecil the lion this is one lion raising millions of dollars and the local people are dying of hunger so you correct the problem from giving them something to do work work empower and um eradicate the poverty from that side mm-hmm. of things once you do that um then you are able to uh correct and save the animals and the wildlife uh, etc so in in a nutshell i would say um it's it's you got to understand um the the context or the the dynamics of what's going on around they tell you so many stories that you kind of think wow it's a waste of money for people to be donating to the all this save the elephant or save the one so and so save the rhino you know why not save the people first you know right so um uh, coming to the end of my um podcast and um by the way my your host today is uh, taku tepa and um um i will summarize and um tell you really the sort of um bullet points of things that i i am trying to put across without uh <laughs> telling you so many stories around around things okay so in 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 sort of um uh, sustainable uh tourism we are talking about or tourism um uh, we are, we are sort of advocating for is uh empowering the local community make them um part of and parcel of what's going around most of these uh, um uh people who live around the Wanga National Park if never been to Wanga National Park yeah you have a national park that's half the size of Belgium failing to support less than 10,000 people maybe less than 5,000 villages how is that possible how many people how many tourists fly into Wanga how many people go into Victoria Falls but you're failing to sustain a minimum number of people so it 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 brings you to the point where you say the money is going somewhere else
not to to the people that really need to benefit from it. You look at um, the sis of the lion who raised millions. You know, one lion. The people are dying of hunger. No water, nothing. Well, you'd say, what have you done yourself? I've done something. But I cannot... I mean, individual, I have to go to work. I have to also cry to my boss to increase my salary. And I've, like I told my, 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 the people that, um, the cake that I have is small, but we got to share and we can all, by the end of the day, be happy. And, uh, we can sing hallelujah at the end of the day. So, um, it's it's a very sort of um, debatable and controversial story anyway. But um, in a nutshell, I could say it's my personal opinion. I'm not trying to shape anyone's opinions. And um, it is uh, something that we gotta have to think about when we travel. And then we bring you back to the story about responsible um travel that you got to look at the families and people around and see what else could be done and you know so that we can all be happy as citizens of the world not uh citizens of australia or citizens of the uk or switzerland whatever country a good name but we are all citizens of the world we all need um uh we need a clean sort of uh decent work and economic growth we also need uh, clean energy and all that stuff but um uh we could do that if we all work together and i am already doing my little part so um we'll meet again in the next uh, episode and i take this opportunity to ask all my uh, listeners and my fans to stay safe and uh, uh, stay indoors as the world is going through uh, this um, epidemic uh, i will not mention the elephant in the room but um, make sure you stay at home and you wash your hands and um, observe social distancing and um, may God bless you. Take care. Thank you.